Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of the Front Office Podcast, we're going to end the year with a quick recap of the last couple of episodes and a tribute to John Madden. Thanks again for joining another edition of the Front Office Podcast. Been getting a lot of great responses to my last two um, guests, uh, Mr. Arthur Trish and Mr. Rick Sun, who both were gracious enough to come into the podcast and, and talk about um, their journey and talk a little bit with me. It's got me a lot more followers, so <laughs> I appreciate uh you two for coming out and, and supporting me. I, I really appreciate that. It's, it's awesome to be able to make those calls to people who the higher ups, if you will, who still reach back down, so to speak, to help me. So I just want to just thank you, uh, uh, both of you. Um, Rick was talking about a lot of his past teams, um, the journeys that he was going on and a lot of wisdom, a lot of thoughts, um, as was Arthur. And it's just encouraging to to be able to hear those things, you know, um, to be able to hear the journey, to be able to talk to someone who, who has had that power to make um, changes in the teams that, that he was in charge of. Uh, Atlanta, Seattle, Dallas, Detroit. And just to hear about some of those journeys, you know, we talked about a, a lot of issues that a lot of these players go through. And from the other side of it, what the executives have to have to help with these players um, to continue being good teammates, team players and people. So I just wanted to just to send them both uh, another thank you um, as we wrap up this end of the year podcast. The. College football season is is in turmoil. A uh, bunch of bowl games have been canceled. Um, UCLA is not participating in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. That was long. University of Virginia dropped out of the Fenway Bowl due to a number of COVID cases in, impacting this roster. Um, the Military Bowl would be canceled due to 40 players being unavailable from Boston College. The University of Miami said it wouldn't be able to field a team against Washington State in the Sun Bowl. And Texas A&M, they bowed out of the Gator Bowl um, because of COVID cases. And it just got me to thinking, one, I feel really bad for the seniors um, who work so hard to get to a point where they can finish out their collegiate career and 
play in their last bowl game before they go on to the next chapter of their lives because all of them aren't going to play in the NFL. So only a handful of those guys are going to play in the NFL and the rest of those guys are going to have to figure out the next journey in their lives. So that was probably their last football game. And it just, it, it makes me, you know, I, I feel for them because at the end of the day, there was one person, two people, five people, doesn't matter. There was one person who pretty much didn't take it serious, who pretty much was around someone for maybe the holiday season um, or just whatever. And they contracted the virus and that put their entire team in jeopardy to make them not attend that game. And if you can do some some tracing, you probably could go back and find out where that came from. But at the same time, not just the seniors, but the rest of the players, the coaching staff, the university itself, even though they're making millions and millions of dollars, um, it just it just seems crazy that people couldn't hunker down and buckle down and and just kind of just sit in, in solitary confinement, so to speak, so that they can get through this last week of, of games. So. I don't know how I would feel if I knew that I was doing all the necessary things to keep safe for me and, and avoiding my friends and family. But someone else took it upon themselves because they need, maybe needed to be around a girlfriend or, or, or their homies or their family and someone got sick. And it's happening across all the sports, you know, where people are, are being careful. Some teams are being careful, but other teams are not. And not the teams themselves, but other players are not. And so I think people, I, I think they're trying to take it serious, but some people, we're all human. And sometimes we you got to buckle down. I don't know if some of those schools, because imagine the other teams that these teams canceled on who flew out of their own hometowns to go across country or to go to another state and the fans who travel across country to go to these games. And now they're trying to find replacements for these teams to play in these bowl games, but it's almost too late to, to get another, a replacement team. And so a lot of money was lost. And I don't know if I heard a suggestion that the, the team that forfeited, so to speak, um, why do I keep saying so to speak? I don't know. Um, the team who forfeited should, almost reimburse the university that that they let down because they let down the other university. Not only did, did their team get let down by the players who contracted COVID and passed it on to their teammates, but imagine the other team who's sitting there practicing like North Carolina State or someone flying over to California to play in a bowl game. And, hey, guys, we're not going to play because UCLA is is – they had some COVID situation. So now we're just sitting in, in California by ourselves, hoping that another team can pick up the slack. But chances are that's not going to happen. It's hard to find a replacement last minute. You're not going to postpone the game for a week. Um, you, you have to end the college season. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. It'd been different if it was the beginning of the season, they canceled games, but these are bowl games. There's nothing left after this. Can you imagine if Cincinnati or Alabama or Georgia or Michigan couldn't make their game, what that would do to the other team. And that's the final four national championship playoff. And I'm hoping that those guys 
are being careful and safe. I know Nick Saban is is probably and Jim Harbaugh are probably telling their players, go home. You can't hang with anybody, period. Tell your, your, your families, tell your mama, your dad, your girlfriends, your homies. I can't hang out with you until after the ball game for two weeks. We got to hunker down, buckle down and and be by and I have to be by myself. And it seems like it's easy to do that. But obviously it's not. These are 19, 20 year old guys who want to hang and party, you know, um, and it's not just the youngsters. We're noticing this in, in the pros as well. You know, um, Carson Wentz um, is on in the COVID protocol and not saying that he's being careless, but if you're wearing your mask and you're by yourself and you're working out by yourself and you're telling, you know, whoever you're around and whoever you're with, hey, for the next six weeks, I'm not going to see you. We can we can uh, FaceTime. Sometimes that might be the logical choice because this is business and this is something that I have to do to provide the livelihood for me and for y'all. So I can't hang for Thanksgiving. I can't hang for Christmas. I got to be by myself. Well, I'll, I'll FaceTime you guys, though. And, and I know that's probably easier said than done, but I just feel sad for the kids who, who didn't make the mistake and and who didn't. Who were following the rules. So I just wanted to shout those teams out. And pretty much sometimes it's better. It, it's not even better. It's better to be selfless than selfish. And selflessness is the key here. So we'll see how it turns out um, going forward. And we'll see if these teams can find replacements. Um, I do have... Cincinnati and probably I have Cincinnati beating Alabama, by the way. Secondly, fantasy football. I know I have some friends who are listening, so I keep telling you guys I'm in two leagues and last year I won in both leagues. So I won a championship in, in two leagues, which is pretty outstanding. You know, this year I'm in the championship game. In both leagues again. So I'm trying to go back to back in two leagues that has never been done. And I know my friends are. I had one friend, shout out to Buck, who said, I don't want you to win. <laughs> he wants my opponent, V. Nelly, to win. So I, I know you all are going for, for uh, Preston and V. Nelly, you know, and they're not going to win. Sorry, guys. Back to back, both um, leagues. And, you know, I'll three-peat next year. I'll keep you guys abreast of my uh, fantasy championship this weekend. Shout out to those who made it to the fantasy championships. Um, you know, one league I started 0-5 and ended up in the championship. The other league I started out fast, strong, 7-0. and Ended up in first place, you know. Um, so, I'm really excited about that. And, and I'm very confident about my team. My team is stacked. Both teams are stacked. Um, I was going to start Carson Wentz against the Raiders because, hey, we're vying for a playoff run. The Raiders are. And if Carson Wentz goes off, I win my championship. And if he loses and, and he sucks, my Raiders win. So it's a win-win for me there. But now that he may not play, I got to go back to Joe Burrow, who threw for 500 yards last week. And hopefully he'll do it again against Kansas City. Chances are he won't just because I'm starting him because that's how things work. But I'll keep you guys abreast on uh, 
abreast is not a word, I know. Abreast on uh, those two championship games that I am going to win. The NFL is in the latter ha- latter stages of um, the schedule. Uh, playoff positioning is is key. A lot of big games coming up. Um, you know, Dallas looks like they may be for real. I don't know if I really trust Dallas like that. Um, I do trust Kansas City. I don't know if I trust Green Bay like that either. They, they have the best record in the league at 12-3. and three. Um, But we know that Tom Terrific came into Green Bay last year and beat them. And I can see that happening again. The Rams look a little scary. Um, that NFC is really looking kind of tough. And, you know, with Green Bay, Dallas, the Rams, Tampa, and Arizona, all 12-3 and three to 10-5, and five, that NFC is going to be real tough in that playoff run. And I'm so looking forward to that. Over in the AFC, like, again, my Raiders, we're going to win out. We're going to go to the playoffs. I said it before in another episode. We're going to the Super Bowl. That's just what it is. Um, Kansas City looks like the team to beat. But we're going to knock them out. Tennessee will be getting Derrick Henry back in the playoffs. I don't know if he'll be able to um, do what he was doing in his MVP shortened season. Um, New England is is going to New England. So I'm looking forward to these last few games because a lot of shifting is going to happen. And um, these playoffs are going to be crazy. I just hope these guys are going to sit back and and do the same thing that these college players should have been doing as far as sitting back and and just being safe and let the season go on. You know, it sounds like the NBA could be going on a halt um, or into another bubble, but we'll see how that is. The, the, the leagues have um, closed their window of, of protocols from 10 days to five days uh, for those who are asymptomatic and those are unvaccinated as well. So we'll just hope that, um, the season, um, can continue. Uh, Bradley Bill, um, looks like he had his first vaccine vaccination. Kyrie Irving is, is going to play. I don't know how that's going to work where he can't play in the state of New York. So if the Nets make the playoffs, he won't play in home games, but he'll play in road games. Um, I can actually see Kyrie taking the vaccine, but Kyrie's going to Kyrie, so he'll probably take it and not tell anyone. <laughs> That's what Kyrie will do. He'll take it and not tell anyone and do the opposite of what Aaron Rodgers does and says, I'm not vaccinated, but is actually vaccinated because that's just what Kyrie's going to do. Um, the, the NBA is in a great place with the teams that are, are in contention. The season's still a lot of season left. So we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see how these guys continue in the next, what is it? 30 games left. The Nets are, um, leading the, the Eastern conference right now, but they're followed by the Chicago Bulls who are having an amazing year. I keep telling y'all don't sleep on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Evan Mobley and Lori Markinen and Jaron Allen and Darius Garland, who just went into the COVID protocol as well. Um, but I'm looking for Cleveland. Cleveland's last year's, they are last year's Atlanta Hawks. They are last year's New York Knicks. So we'll see 
what they do going forward. Um, the Charlotte Hornets should be getting the mellow ball back soon, and they're still kind of, kind of hanging in there, missing a lot of their players. A lot of these G League guys are really taking advantage of the, the protocols and, and the things that, that are happening. So they have to, like, stay ready because a, a lot of these guys are, are finally getting their chance um, to get called up, so to speak, to to – that's like the fifth time I said that. I got to stop that. Joshua Primo. I don't know if you guys uh, know of him. He's a uh, San Antonio um, Spurs. Um, he's having a, a well of a season. And I think he's going to get called up for, for the, the Spurs from their G League team. And I'm just hoping that these guys take advantage of it. What's going to happen is some of these guys who, some of these guys will get pushed back or pushed out of the league by some of these youngsters coming up. I'm enjoying how the NBA is really pushing the G League in a direction that they always had this plan. COVID is kind of helping the G League plan. It's kind of helping um, people really be a little bit more or aware of the talent in the G League. So really looking forward to seeing how that's going to pan out for the rest of the, the year. And uh, hopefully some of those guys take advantage of the situations that they're in um, going forward. Uh, Greg Monroe, you guys remember Greg Monroe, former Georgetown player, former uh, Detroit Pistons first round pick. He became a record 541st player to play in the NBA this year, which means that a lot of guys are going in, a lot of guys are coming out. So, I hope the NBA doesn't shut it down. I've been on our on our text thread with me and the homies. Um, some think that the season will get shut back down. I'm hoping it doesn't. I hope that if anything, a bubble continues. Maybe maybe it shuts down for two weeks. Get everyone back to uh, Orlando, and and we'll see what happens there. As far as the Western Conference goes, the Golden State Warriors are the Leaders of the Western Conference, followed by Phoenix, Utah. Memphis is surprising. Denver is actually surprising with the injuries that they've had. The Clippers are still kind of staying in there. Um, the Lakers and Anthony Davis, you know, there's been rumblings. With Anthony Davis being hurt, there's been rumblings of, of actually trading him. You know, one one rumbling that I heard was a combination of, in Sacramento, Rashawn Holmes and Buddy Hield and and Harrison Barnes for Anthony Davis. And actually, that would not be a bad trade for the Lakers. I just don't know if Rich Paul and those guys are going to trade one of their own um, in division. Um, I don't know how, how that works. You know, the GM, LeBron James, I don't know if he is going to be OK with that. But LeBron wants to win two more rings. And Anthony Davis may not be that guy, LeBron. And it may be better to cut bait now. Um, same thing with Russell Westbrook. I've uh, been hearing of some trades to Indy, Indianapolis, um, for Karis LeVert and, and Miles Turner or, or Sabonis, which also could help the Lakers. And, and if they made those two trades, the Lakers would actually probably be the favorite again. Can you imagine uh, Sabonis and, and LeBron and Harrison Barnes and Buddy Hield and, you know, Karis LeVert? You know, um, being on that team, I just don't know if if you know, LeBron's a very loyal person. So I just don't know if if what's more important to him, winning legacy or loyalty. 
Sometimes it's loyalty, sometimes it's legacy. It can be a combination of both. And we'll see how that pans out. And then finally, it's going to be a quick one, you guys. Finally, uh, the Raiders, tumultuous season. We've gone through it throughout the entire seven episodes, last seven episodes of the podcast. And yet another blow strikes us. Legendary coach John Madden passed away suddenly at 85. And I just watched the All Madden um, show the other day. Uh, I think it came out on the 25th uh, prior to, to the games. And it was very touching. If you guys don't haven't seen that, look it up and take a look at that. Um, John Madden, not only great coach for my Oakland Raiders, you know, he touched lives and from from coaching to broadcasting to my favorite video game John Madden was and is an icon if you if you look at that Madden um show the likes of the greats were were really like applauding this 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 gentleman the Troy Aikmans of the world the Michael Vicks of the world you know, the Brett Favre's of the world and even the youngsters, the Pat Mahomes. Everyone wanted to be on Madden. Everyone wanted to play Madden. I still play Madden. Um, that's probably the only video game I play. I'll, as soon as a new season comes out, I'll play it for about a week just because I've been doing it since I can remember. And John Madden was was he just touched a lot of lives in so many uh, ways he the the broadcast inside of it, and I know people do talk about it, but John Madden was like an, an exceptional broadcaster. He, I think, the only two people that compare to him in my eyes are Troy Aikman and, and Tony Romo. They teach you the game as the game is going, and a lot of broadcasters they try to do it, they attempt to do it, but John Madden was the guy who really taught you the game of football you know he was the one who started drawing the circles on the board and teaching guys watching the game about routes and things of that sort and like I said I do think Troy Aikman and Tony Romer are almost as good as John Madden and I could be giving John Madden just the the generational respect um but that in itself teaching the game if you can ever watch some old clips of John Madden while he's teaching the game and the respect of people, Lawrence Taylor and, and Bill Belichick and Andy Reid and those guys. Try to watch that Madden um, television show. There's only a few things that I keep on my DVR. One of those things is the 1996 NBA draft with the Allen Iverson, uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, Marcus Camby, Marbury and Ray Allen draft. I keep that on my DVR because I want to always go back and look at it. Um, Clutch Academy. It's on BET. If some of you have it. I hope you do. Um, it's about Rich Paul and his academy and, and trying to get the guys, the new crop of guys under his tutelage into the draft. And now John Madden or that Madden uh, show is going to stay in my DVR because I watched it last week. And then I hear the news of him passing and I'm watching it again. Um, and I'm going to keep that in my DVR because I remember coming up on Howard Cosell and, and OJ Simpson and 
Al Michaels and those guys and John Madden. And, and, and those are the guys that I really, not just watching the game, but listening to them in the background teach the game to people. Maybe not OJ. OJ wasn't really a teacher, but he still talked the game, whether you love him or hate him. He still knew the game. Um, but those guys really um, took it upon themselves to, to um, excel at their craft. That's all we all should do. Excel at the craft that you're in. Um, but yeah, I wanted to to just shout out John Madden. I know the Raider family is is hurting once again. This is probably like ten time, the tenth time this season. Uh, my homie Devin uh, sent me a text. He said, "Okay, Rick." People call me Rick. Okay, Rick. Um, so now we're going to the Super Bowl. We have another tragedy, and are we still going to the Super Bowl? And I responded back to a text. I was like, "Mark my words." This, they're going to do a 30 for 30 on this 2021-2022 Raider team from tragedy to triumph. Y'all mark it down. Y'all remember it. Anyway, I just wanted to do a quick little show today, just a recap of the last couple episodes. A lot of knowledge was given to me. Um, next year, 2022, um, some changes are happening on the podcast. I'm going to a network. Yes, I am. Uh, just signed it. And so we're going to see how that goes. I've been doing this solo on my own, um, but now I got some backing and I'm looking forward to that. So you're going to hear better production. You're going to hear a better sound. You're going to hear better visual. You're going to hear all that. We're going to get into to YouTube channels and video and and all that. So um, it's starting to it's starting to um, progress in a way, you guys. And I'm looking forward to it. I just want to close out this year just to kind of recap the things that were going on and happening in the sports world. Um, again, be safe, be kind, be smart, and and keep loving each other. And enjoy these two back-to-back fantasy football championships that your boy is about to get. I know that I got a chuckle from you fellas, and I hope it did. Enjoy, you guys. See you soon. I was asked to do something for John Madden. I didn't hesitate. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, if I want you to do so and so and such and such, I said, man, I told my daughter, man, I ain't doing that. And <laughs> he said, it's for John Madden. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll work that out. When I first started, we were the American Football League. You know, it's, it's grown so much just like history. What was good in one era at one time isn't good all the time. I went from coaching okay. and from a coach to a broadcaster and then from a broadcaster to video games. Also, I do pretty well in business. But I always wanted to be known as a coach. was a huge football fan, obviously. Loved watching his grandchildren play. In my rookie year, we weren't very good, obviously, 3-13. and 13. It's like every other week, he would ask me, are Madden and Summerall doing the game Sunday? I said, Papa, 
No, they're not. We're playing the Bengals, who are one and nine. Man and Summer all just don't do those games. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're playing the Cowboys. They, of course, had Aikman, Emmitt, Dion. That was a big deal. But the Madden Summerall combination coming to town was just as big. Well, you think of Peyton Manning, he reminds you so much of his dad, Archie oh, yeah. Manning. What a job they did in, in raising him. And, I mean, he's, he's what it's all about. He's kind of my favorite player of that pick seven set. It does. And I can see why. No, it was a great memory. It was a great... Uh, in our building, we felt like we have a chance to be something special, but we can't go out there and say that. But when John Madden comes in and says it, okay, this must be real. They're on their way to something big, to something special. This will be Thanksgiving John Madden style. Those are the only two things you need. It's a turkey to eat and a football to throw. Is, is the same now as it would have been back then. I love you, Coach. Anytime I got to go into a production meeting with you, we had a blast. And I'm sure you'll, you'll chuckle thinking back to those times. Yeah. 30 seconds. <laughs> Coach, you have meant so much to the NFL, like so this. much to the game of football, and so much to me. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. want to be on the cover of Madden. I think every player does. Thanks for creating a love for football for me because it's what you dream about when you're a little kid. Coach, you know I love you and I know you love me and we'll leave it at that. Not everybody can say that they were the truth around exhausting the game of football. That's your truth. Seven years we spent together went by in 25 minutes. Nobody in the history of that sport was more important than you. This is good when you can see your breath. When you see your breath, it's good football weather. John, love you. I love everything that you've done for the game of football. Thank you for all the help that you personally have been to me. So, Joe, you going to play for 10 more years? <laughs> I wish I had 10 in. Congratulations on a remarkable career, and you'll always be Coach Madden. There are not many guys that can get to the top of one profession, much less two. You've helped me through all the ups and downs. I love you, man. The left goes to the right, the right goes to the left. This guy crosses here, he crosses here. They have no idea where we are. To be authentic, to be unique, and to be great at what you do, it just doesn't really ever come along, except it did with you. John, I so appreciate you as a person, as a co-worker. You're the most genuine person I know. You've influenced me in ways that you can't even imagine. It was an honor of my lifetime to go in in that 2006 class with you in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You always got this. You always know how much time there is and what the score is. Coach Madden, uh, we grew up in the same area. Hard-nosed NorCal guys, I would say that. You've had an incredible career. Our game is all better for it, so I appreciate it. And I'm saving this spot here for the greatest of them all, number 56, Warren Spitz. John Madden, 
looked into my heart and he realized what type of player I am and what type of person I am. And maybe everybody else didn't. John Madden made me a better player. Simple as that. Case closed. That's it. Wow. That was something. When I hear that stuff, it makes me realize that what I didn't realize probably. From one hardcore NorCal guy to another. We appreciate you, John Madden. Go Raiders! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.